inspiration and marketing ideas for you and your business. Hello everyone and thank you for joining me on the latest Inspire Your Biz podcast. I am super excited to introduce today's guest and for him to share a bit of his story with us today. After working in what seemed like the ideal job, he had a six-figure salary, degree, the lot, but that still wasn't fulfilling him. So one day he took a leap into the world of entrepreneurship and here on the podcast today is the proud owner of National Care Financial Group. This is Malcolm MJ Harris. Hi, Malcolm. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm feeling great. How are you? I am wonderful. It's a beautiful day in sunny Los Angeles, so <laughs> I'm just loving my day. That's good to hear. So, Malcolm, you had the degree, the condo, six-figure salary. You was lucky enough to work at one of the world's top consultant firms, but you were mm-hmm. still a bit miserable. I read on the Huffington Post that Sunday was your worst day because that meant Monday was just around the corner. So I just want you to explain what was it that made you quit your job and how did you do it? Well, let me tell you, I didn't just work at one of the world's top consulting firms. I worked at three of them. Ooh, um, well done. And I thought that it was going, I, I highlight this, that to say that I, I thought that if I maybe went to another company, that it would be better. Because sometimes, you know, we attribute our experiences in the workplace to the company that we're with, the boss we have, the coworkers yeah. we have. Yeah. And we say, well, maybe if I try something different, it'll get better. So that really brings me to what made me say I want to do something different. What made me say that was when I realized I keep changing environments and I'm having the same reaction to these environments. It's not the environments that's impacting me. It's the fact that these environments are not allowing me to walk within my true life purpose. And my true life purpose was to be able to be an entrepreneur and help people to create wealth and financial security for themselves. I was not able to do those in those environments. So that's what really spurred me to say, how can I be in the transition to be able to do that? Okay, I mean, leaving this role, how did your colleagues react to you leaving? Well, you know, I think people have varying levels of, uh, of opinions and reactions to those types of things. What I will tell you is one of the beautiful things about working in consulting that I experienced, which some people didn't like, but I, I, it actually worked in my favor, is that it's a very transient environment anyway, where people come and go from the industry, people come and go from projects. So it's not the kind of field where you tend to, well, at least for me, I didn't experience it as a type of field where I was working with the same people for years on end. Typically, my projects were anywhere from eight weeks to at best six months. So um, basically, my transition out happened pretty much after a project ended. So you know, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, uh, uh, it w- didn't feel so much like a an abnormal goodbye. It was just sort of normal. Project ends, people move on, you know, and you never know if they're leaving the company or if they're just going to another internal project. Yeah, and with this whole experience, what would you say was your biggest learning curve? With the experience of becoming an entrepreneur, I think the biggest learning curve was how do you believe in yourself consistently enough to trust that you can confront any challenge that comes before you? When you're working in a big Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 corporation and who have tons and tons and tons of resources available to you, you have a sense of security that no matter what comes up, I'll be fine. I'm going to get my paycheck every two weeks. If there's ever a task that I'm not clear on how to do, I can just call my boss, call my coworker, call whatever resource to help me understand how to do it. you got infinite resources. So coming into this particular space, it really is, you know, my day is built the way that I make it, you know, and because I'm the CEO of the company, everything rolls up to me. So there are times where if I don't, if, if I don't know the answer, 
I've got to go find the answer, figure out a next step. So that was, I would say, was the biggest learning curve, was trusting that I did not have to know every answer in order to be successful, that I, all I had to do was trust in my ability to find the answers. You know, and if I could trust that I will always have the ability to find and seek out the answers, I'll be fine. And it took a lot of stress off of me once I took on that mindset. Because I think that one of the mistakes that so many people make is that they wait to pursue their dream until they have every answer. And the problem is that if you wait, for, if you wait to see the full road ahead, you'll never get started. Sometimes you just have to trust that if I keep putting one foot forward, the role would appear. And when I put the next one forward, the role will appear. You just have to trust that. You can't be so focused on, on do I have everything that I need? And so that was the learning curve, was getting comfortable with walking by faith, really. And if you was to go back in time, would you still have left your job? Absolutely. I would have left it earlier. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you this. Entrepreneurship is a, is a great thing. You know, um, for me, I've experienced it that way. My income is exponentially higher than I did when I was in consulting. Um, I am able to have complete and total control in my life. I want you to picture this. Just picture this for a minute. When I get a call from a friend saying, hey, do you want to go to Cabo? Do you want to go to Hawaii You know, for a quick vacation? I don't have to ask anybody, not one person, can I take time off? Not one person. Literally, all I do is just pull out my debit card, and I can then plan the trip. And that's not a matter of having financial abundance, because rather you're the CEO of a major financial company or your home-based business is creating Christmas baskets for people. The whole idea is it's about the control of your time at the end of the day to be able to say, I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I would never give that up, ever, 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 um, to go back into an environment where someone is dictating to me what my worth is by telling me my salary, they're dictating to me what I should do with my time, they're dictating to me how I can, if I can use my time, I, mm -mm, nope, it's not attractive for me. So it's all about that freedom, basically. Oh, my, freedom is more important than the money. Yeah. A lot of people feel like they can't leave their job because they need a reliable, steady income. What advice would you give to someone who's tired of the glass ceiling or perhaps the nine-to-five routine? If you're tired of it, know that you have a choice to, to not be in it anymore. You are not an indentured servant. You are not a slave. You can go and do whatever you desire to go and do. Perhaps you don't have every skill set that you need in order to fully execute being an entrepreneur right now, but you can get those skills. When I became an entrepreneur, my first step was going to a weekend class at a Holiday um, Inn hotel in the suburbs of D.C. to get my insurance license. I did that on a Saturday and Sunday and took my test the following Friday. Had to invest a couple hundred dollars into that process, you know? And then license after license after license, I got more license I, licenses and I equip myself. It wasn't an overnight process, but I was diligent, I was focused, and I pushed myself forward. And that's the point. You may not have every single thing you need to step out of your job today, right? All you have today may just be a desire to have a different kind of life, to say, I don't want to do this anymore. That, and th that desire is good because it's a starting point, you know? But if you hold on to that desire and you allow that desire to sort of be a, a, a stepping stool, so to speak, or even just a, a, a push to you to be able to then go get the skills and the resources and build the relationships, before you know it, you will look up and that job will be a thing of the past. It happens quickly. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And you describe working for an employer as a good fit for some people, but not for others. Why is that? 
Let me tell you this. I think that at any given time, working for an employer can be an amazing opportunity for different people. So I certainly am not one of these people who's anti-working for people because I have people who working who work for me, right? People, at, we all are different phases of our life and we all need different things, you know? So I don't want to preach that entrepreneur is the path for everybody. What I'm saying is that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you can do it. The people who I believe that it can be a good fit for, I'll give you an example for myself. You know, when I was in college, I supported myself by um, selling real estate and doing various other small marketing contracts. Graduated a couple years out of college, the economy tanks, right? So I had to look for a job. That's how I got into consulting. When I got the job, it was so, it was such a blessing to me. And if I could do it all over again, I, I would do it all over again, because what having those full-time jobs did for me for that period of time was that it provided me with financial stability, which allowed me to then be able to plan for my next steps. It's very hard to plan a business when you are trying to figure out how are you going to put food in your mouth? How are you going to eat? How are you going to keep a roof over your head? I believe that you plan your best businesses and your best entrepreneurial pursuits when you can be in a very creative and open space rather than in a space of, 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 of not having enough or in a space of fear, you know? Um, so for me, it provided me with stability. It provided me with the resources to buy my home, which then provided me with, with the ability, because owning a home was very important for me because it, it provided me with a, a cash reserve, so to speak, by way of the equity that I was building up in my home, right? So if I ever needed to take a business loan, I had that as a resource. It provided me with additional skills because working in consulting, although I, you know, I jokingly say the, the work was like watching paint dry sometimes. It was so boring for me, but it taught me things like how to do financial analysis. It taught me things like how to build the infrastructure of a company. It taught me things like how to communicate with senior level executives and things of that nature. So many things, so many of those very tangible skills that allow me to be successful as a CEO today, I learned on my job. So I would never, ever, ever, um, in any way, take away from the benefits of being an employee. But what I will say is this, if you are an employee right now and you desire to ever be an entrepreneur, treat your employment experience as an income stream to help you finance your entrepreneurial pursuits and also treat it as a learning, a learning ground, so to speak, for you to learn what you need to learn in order to go to the next step. If you're simply in your job just collecting a check, Right now, switch to another job that can teach you and position you for your next step or else you're just wasting your time. And obviously, when you took your big leap, you was already at a high financial level. How can someone become financially free if perhaps they don't have the condo or the degree or the great job? Let me tell you this. I highlight the financial level that I was at in terms of in, very, in a very secure place financially because I want to highlight to people that... For me, I left a life that many people dream of creating in order to have freedom because freedom was more important to me than all of those material trappings. Now, I've been very fortunate that in my, in my entrepreneurial pursuits, I've been able to, to achieve more than I had in, the, in those jobs. But I also highlight that when I got my insurance license, from, the life, from taking the, the class to teach me how to get the license, to taking the tests, to all that kind of stuff, I probably spent between $300 and $500. Now, I'm not saying that that's a little bit of money. What I am saying is that it wasn't, I, did, I didn't spend a half a million dollars. I didn't spend $50,000. I spent $500. 
to get the ball rolling on my business, right? With every policy I sold, I, I took that money, I reinvested that money to then buy the next year. I remember my first, my, my first policy that I did, I took that money and I bought some nice suits because I said, I need to be able to look nice when I go out to these clients. I then took the next, the next policy that I sold and bought a nice printer and copier for my home because I was working from my dining room table and I said, I need to be able to have a good printer. You know, I invested in myself. So what I'm saying is this, you can start from anywhere, you know, because rather I made $100,000 a year or $30,000 a year, $500 was something that I could have pulled together. Rather, it was through sacrifice or anything else to get the ball rolling. It wasn't, I, my business didn't cost me a lot of money to get started. So my point in, in saying all this is that don't focus on, and I say this to the listeners, don't focus on the fact that I came from a certain professional background or anything like that. Focus on what I did in order to get started, because what I did to get started is attainable to anybody. I have people within my company, National Care Financial Group, people who um, make, I have one gentleman where before he came on work with me, his take-home pay was $1,200 a month, $1,200 a month. And coming over to us, he went ahead, got his license, spent a couple hundred dollars to get that whole process done. Within about three months of being on board with us, he was making $5,000 at minimum per month. Right. So for a small sacrifice and a small investment in self, he was able to accomplish that. So that's my advice to anybody is use the resources that you have to get the ball rolling. And then as you make more money, invest it back in yourself so you can continue growing within your entrepreneurial pursuits. If you could give one word of advice to someone who, who's just at the edge, needs to take that leap of faith into the world of entrepreneurship, what would it be? Well, what I would say is this is that we all have a very finite amount of time here on this earth and regret is very real, right? So if you are so fortunate to be able to get to a point in your future where you are a good seasoned senior, right? And you, want, and you are able to be introspective and reflective on your life, I want you to decide when that moment happens, do you want to have a legacy of staying in complacency and safety or do you want to have a legacy of taking risk and achieving unbelievably high accomplishments for yourself, right? There is no glory to be had in sitting discontented. If you want to have a life that you will truly be proud of, at some point in time, you are going to have to push yourself to take the leap. And understand that taking the leap is not just jumping fully off the cliff, right? You know, taking the leap sometimes is just taking one small step, then taking the next step. Because I really do believe, I, I believe the courage is a muscle. I, I believe that. And I believe that every time you make, even if it's just one step that is, that's courageous, no matter how small it is, it builds up your, your courage muscle to then take the next step and the next step and the next step. And before you know it, you're operating in a space of complete and total courage. You know, so I think that for some people, they're very discouraged and very scared because they say, oh, the vision that I have is so huge and I can't imagine what it will mean to fully live within that and walk within that. Well, you focus too far out. Just focus on what's the next step you can take right now. Don't think about how you can create the multi-million dollar financial company. Maybe the first step is just how you can sign up for an insurance pre-licensing class to get your license at a hotel, right? And then maybe the next step is to then put together a list of 10 people that you can reach out to, to be able to let them know that you're now insurance licensed so you can see if you can benefit them. Then maybe the next step 
is to do that on a weekly basis and be consistent. You see what I'm saying by when I yeah. say that? Those are the steps that I took. I wasn't focused on creating national care financial. I was just focused on taking the next step. And with every step I took, it gave me the courage to take the next step. And for you, what was your secret to pushing through your bad times? Understanding that bad times last only as long as you allow them to last. If I sat and wallowed in every bad time and every challenging time, then that just gave that time more power to laugh. I, I think that that's something that, that folks don't always realize. I certainly didn't realize it at every point in my life is that, you know, sitting in your pity pot party, being upset and being sad, you know, and all that, you're not, it doesn't change the moment. Sometimes you got to put your feelings aside mm-hmm. and figure out how you can enhance and change this moment and how you can get out of this situation. I say deal with it now, process your feelings later. Right now, I know there's some therapists out there who say, oh, Lord, he shouldn't say that. But I'm going to tell you, this is work, this was work for me, all right? This was work for me. The person who's created um, one of America's largest African-American-owned financial services companies is not sitting and being upset. There were times where the business was not making as much money as I would have liked, and we had bills. And I said, all right, I can sit in here and worry, or I can sit here and strategize, cut the phones off, cut the computer off, and just sit here in a quiet space and put together what are three to five ideas that can allow me to create more income for this business? What are three to five ideas that can allow me to take the business to the next level? Okay, great. Because the energy that I put into that half hour of strategizing was more productive for me than sitting for a half hour complaining and worrying and calling friends to create a pity party for myself. Who needs that? You know, I didn't want to do that. So that's, so that's what I did during the difficult times is I focused on what can I do to change this moment. Mm -hmm. And for you, how do you define success? And at what point of your journey did you consider yourself a success? Success is living the life that you desire to live. And that, that can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people. But success is truly living the life that you desire to live. I think that for me, you know, I grew up without a lot of money. We certainly weren't, you know, I don't have the story of being so poor that we couldn't eat. You know, my mother um, did a great job of making sure that we, you know, always had a roof over our head and food within the refrigerator. But we certainly did not have a lot of financial resources. And so for me, like a lot of people come from, from a lot of financial limitations, I think that, I'll tell you the truth, it was very challenging for me to truly see myself as a success. Even though my income kept going up, the team kept growing, you know, you're getting more and more publicity, all these great things are happening. Um, I think that I still, in a lot of ways, had the mindset of that struggling young realtor in Philadelphia, which is where I went to college and where I started doing real estate, you know, I, I didn't see myself as a financial services CEO who was extremely successful, which is probably good because it controlled my spending. I never spent outrageously. But also, it kind of delayed me. into I, I didn't have that hubris or that ego to be able to say, look, I'm a success. I'm a CEO. Didn't have that. You know, I will tell you that within recent years, it sort of started to sit in, sit in not that, oh, I'm a success, but to sit in and just look around and say, wow, look what you've done. Look at the steps you've taken. Do you, and just thinking back, of, remember sitting in that, in that class, you know, at the Holiday Inn Hotel, learning about how to get an insurance license. Remember sitting in on my first meetings, you know, when I was getting, when I, would, when I first started in the insurance industry before I owned my own business and going, into the, and going into the other company's agency to sit in there and get sales tips, you know, on what to do next and feeling totally like, I don't know what to do, but excited about the next step. The more introspective and reflective I am, 
the more gratitude I have for how far I've come. And so I, so it's that gratitude for how far I've come and that recognition of how far I come, I've come, which really allows me to sort of feel like, you know what, I guess I, I have achieved um, a, a great level of success. And lastly, what would you say is a tip for financial success? Financial success, I think that they're, the, the core tip is spend less than what you earn. Anybody can do it. And if you, if you say, I can't spend less than what I earn right now, I'm not able to do that because my income is just too low, then find a supplemental means of making money. There is mm-hmm. something that you do well. There is something that you're exceptional at. There is something that people call upon you to do and that people have always called upon you to do that you can do. Monetize it. Anything that you do well, you should be paid for it, period, dot, end of story. And I think that that's a start because you cannot begin to create wealth. You cannot begin to invest in yourself in any way, shape, and form unless you have surplus financial resources. And the only way to have surplus financial resources is to spend less than what you earn. Well, thank you for all your tips today, Malcolm. But how can we get in contact with you? What, what, where can we connect with you? Well, you can always find me on Facebook, which is, you know, where sort of our hub, we we get, I think, about 2 million collective views just on Facebook alone for all the videos. So it's Malcolm, Mm M-A-L-C-O-L-M-M-J Harris. So that's Malcolm M.J. Harris. You can go to our website, which is www.nationalcarefinancial.com. And of course, my social media handle on all platforms is M.J. Harris Speaks, that's M-J-H-A-R-R-I-S-S-P-E-A-K-S. And you can find me anywhere from there. I look forward to you reaching out and I look forward to to being able to hear your stories of how you've just achieved unbelievable success for yourself. That inspires me. Well, thanks again for your time. Nice speaking to you. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Connect with us on Facebook at Inspire Your Biz to subscribe to marketing and business tips.